Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We are going to get started with Sunday morning refreshing with the word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you saying thank you. Thank you, God, for who you are, God. We thank you for being God in our lives, God. We ask that you come in the midst and have your way in this service today. Be with us as we learn more about you through your word, God, and more about what you want from us through your word, Jesus. We thank you for all that you've done, for your sacrifice, and we praise you, we honor you, and we give you thanks. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, praise the Lord. I'm so excited this morning to be teaching And if you saw the flyer on Facebook, it says, what's on your mind? What's on your mind? What are you thinking? And if I had to put a subtopic to this, you've heard the old phrase, you are what you eat. Not so much. You are what you think. And we're going to talk about our thoughts this morning. So the last few times I've taught, uh, God has given me different focuses. Uh, We've talked about the power of words. We've talked about the importance of listening and not just hearing. Um, So today we're going to talk about the root of a lot of our issues, which is our thinking and our thoughts. All right. Have you ever heard the saying, if you put your mind to it, you can do it? Um, Have you ever thought about what that means? It really means that if you set your focus to accomplish something, you can make it happen. So, and and even in scripture, that's how powerful this is. Even in scripture, scripture backs that old phrase. um, Because it says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he in behavior. All right, so basically, if you think it, you can be it. If you think it, you can do it. All right. So now let's look at this scientifically. I like doing science experiments and looking up things. And I looked up what the brain does. Because, you know, if you know anything about the brain, the brain is the control center of the body. Everything is controlled by the brain. Why is that? Why is that? Everything, I mean, the movements of your arms, your legs, your toes, your fingers, is controlled by your brain. It starts with a thought. You're thinking, I need to move my hand. It sends a signal to your brain, and your brain sends a signal to your hand, and you move your hand. That's how it works. You don't think it works that way because, you know, you're just moving your hands. It's just normal. But inside your body, that's what's, what's really going on. It's a thought first. That this person wants to move their hand. So it sends a signal, then your hand begins to move. I want to move, I want to walk. It sends a signal, then the rest of your body starts to move with it. This is how the brain works. Now think about that spiritually. Everything starts up here with our thought process. God, I want to have peace. We got to have peace up here before we can have peace all around. Um, So I thought that was so awesome. So anything that we do, it comes to mind first. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie. It's an old movie called Kill Bill. (laughs) And I know uh, Tyrone knows a little bit about Kill Bill. 
but the main character at one point, I don't know if she got shot or something, she became paralyzed, okay? From, she was paralyzed in the, from the waist down. She, she was sitting in the back of a car because this man was literally trying to get rid of her. Um, and she's paralyzed. She can't move. And she's sitting there, but she was not going to give up on finding this man that had hurt her. And so she's sitting there in the car, and she's looking at her feet. Now, she's paralyzed, and she's looking at her feet, and she starts to think, toe, move. And she's telling her toe to move because she understands that if my brain gets the signal and my toe actually begins to move, I'm going to be okay. And so she's telling herself, toe, move, toe, move. She keeps telling herself. And finally, her toes begin to move. Eventually, she ends up not paralyzed no more. Now, yes, that's just a movie. But think about that in the spiritual life. If we say, peace, be still. Peace, be still. And we're just thinking that. We're thinking it. Then we begin to speak it. And then it begins to happen. We have that power, but it starts with our mind. We got to put our mind in the right place. But that, that, that scene in that movie, I will always remember that scene. Because it was, to me, it was the most powerful scene in the movie. It was the most powerful one. She just used her mind. She was paralyzed. She knew, I, I can't even move. But I'm not going to stop. I refuse to sit here. I refuse to accept this. I'm going to I'm going to get out of this situation. All right. So Proverbs 23 and 7. And I just uh read it. It it says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he in behavior. And it says one who manipulates, because you know, sometimes people can be very manipulative thoughts and then it becomes manipulation and behavior we can be manipulative oh god please help me out of this situation i won't do it again he gets us out and we go back and we do it again that's manipulation as a man thinks in his heart so is he in behavior so we gotta get our thoughts straight so what does it mean to think to think means to have a particular opinion, belief, or idea about someone or something. A particular opinion, belief, or idea about someone or something. In Hebrew, um, in, in the scriptures, uh, it means to devise, propose, esteem, count, imagine, impute. And this word is, appears 123 times in the Old Testament. And it implies any mental process involving planning or conceiving. Planning or conceiving. Now think about planning. Like you want to have a party. The first thing you do, you're going to sit down. Let me think about what I want to do for this party. You're planning. And then the conceiving part is where it begins to take place, where it begins to build. You think about a, a childbirth when the baby is conceived. That means it's being put together. It's working. It's moving. All right? So our thoughts cause us to plan 
and conceive, which means ultimately what we're thinking, we're going to act on. What we're thinking, we're going to move on. All right? So that's, that's something important to think about. Now, to perform something, you plan or you plot out whatever you're going to do. What is, that's what our thoughts do. So now that could be positive or it could be negative. All right? That could work in a positive light or it can work in a negative light. Everything begins with a thought. This is why it is so important for us to think about what we're thinking about. Yes, I said it. Think about what you're thinking about. What were you thinking about this morning? Were you thinking about, God, I'm going to church, and I'm so grateful that I get to go to church? Or were you thinking, God, I'm so tired. I know I got to go to church, but I'm so tired, God. What were you thinking? Think about what you were thinking. Our thoughts control everything. It controls our emotions. It controls everything. Now, to confirm this, in Mark chapter 5, 28, uh, the scripture is speaking about the woman with the issue of blood. And this is a familiar story for everybody. But in Mark, it said it in in a particular way. It says she thought to herself. I'm going to stop there. She didn't say it. She thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I can be healed. Now, that that was the most important part right there. Because some people think, oh, I got to pray and I got to ask God, please, God, do this for me. But it says, she thought to herself, if I could just touch his robe, I can be healed. And then here's the response. When we go to verse 29, it says, immediately the bleeding stopped. From a thought, y'all. Her thought was, if I could just touch his robe. Her thought was, okay, if I could touch his robe. Now, her action was, I'm going to touch his robe. All right, she planned, if I could just. She conceived on the ground, putting her life in danger. I don't care if I can just get to him. And the response was immediately. The bleeding stopped immediately. (laughs) The bleeding stopped and she could feel her body, in her body, that she had been healed. So her thought, her thought healed her. How about that? Her thought healed her because she acted on it. That's how powerful our thoughts are. And and she could feel, feel that her terrible condition was over. And, you know, later on, Jesus said, who touched me? Because he knew, hey, somebody, but your faith, just from your thoughts, see, because he knows our thoughts. 
just from your thought, your faith, because you, you believed it in your mind, and then you followed through. Faith without works is dead. But faith with works causes miracles. Now, this is the perfect example of just how powerful her thought was. She thought, if, 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 if I can get to him and just touch something that's touching him, I can be healed. And she was. Her actions led to her healing. Remember to think means to plan or conceive. Her plan was to touch his hem. And conceiving it was actually doing it. And she received her healing. Now, how powerful is that? Now, think about some of the things in your life that you need healing from or deliverance from. What is your thought process? Is your thought process, this, this is going to kill me? It's never going to change? I'm never going to be any better? Is that your thought process? Because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So if you're thinking, I'm never going to get out of this, you're not. Because you're not going to put forth the action to get out of it. If you're thinking, I'm going to get out of this no matter how it looks, I'm going to keep trusting, I'm going to keep pushing, you, you will eventually get through it. There was a story that I heard a long time ago. It was about a couple, they were driving, it was raining real hard. And everybody on the road was pulling over because they couldn't see. And the person just kept driving, kept driving through, kept driving. The person sitting in the car with them said, well, why do you keep driving? Well, if I pull over like them, I'm, I'm going to be sitting in the storm the whole time. But if I keep driving, eventually I'll drive out. And I, I never forgot that story. And I, I think about it every time I'm driving in the rain because I hate driving in the rain. And I can't see half the time. But I'm like, Jesus, I'm just going to keep driving. <laughs> but I think about that in life, too. It is pouring down rain in my life. But, Jesus, I'm going to keep driving. Because I know in my mind that you got me. I know in my mind, at the end of this storm, I'm going to see a rainbow. I'm going to see my promise. All right, so let me get back to this. What happens if we operate like the woman with the issue of blood? Just that thought. What happens? What would it be like if our thoughts were so focused on God and the power of God? What would that look like? What would we look like? We would look like somebody you ain't never seen before. <laughs> Remember, in Colossians 3 and 2, it says, Set your mind keep, and keep focused habitually on the things above, the heavenly things, and not on the things that are on the earth, which have only temporal value. All right? Remember that. The things of the earth only have temporal value. But the heavenly things are eternal. That's what we're trying to gain, right? Is eternal life. Everything else doesn't matter. Yeah, the bills got to be paid, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Because ultimately, I'm trying to get to Jesus. So, the first, 
the first part of this tells us that we should continually focus on the things of God. What are you thinking about? What's on your mind? Is God on your mind? Is he the first thing on your mind? Think about it. When you wake up in the morning, is God the first thing you think about? Or is it your spouse? Or is it your kids? What's on your mind? What are you thinking about? Think about what you're thinking about. What is on your mind? Everything we think about should be concerning God and the things of God. Why? He says, set your minds on things above, on my things, on things that have value, something that's going to give you something that you can't receive on earth. Set your mind on me. Now, I heard something this morning was talking about Adam. When he woke up, it was I think it was on my um, my daily devotion, and it was talking about how when Adam woke up, it was the seventh day, and he woke up like he's feeling great. He's got this one beautiful woman on his side. God, what you want me to do? He's like, today, rest. Because I've done everything. So just rest in me. <laughs> I've done everything. And it blew my mind because, I, you know, I never thought about that. Adam wakes up on the seventh day, and that is the day God said it was a day of rest. It, he wakes up, and he's, he's probably got all the energy. He's like, oh, yes, I'm feeling good. And God, okay, you want me to work? You want me to start naming stuff? What you want me to do? And God says, rest and enjoy what I have done. Now, see, when we have the peace of God, we actually can do that. We can actually sit down because we ain't worried about the bills. And we can say, oh, look at Jesus. Look what you have done. Look what you have done. Do you ever stop and just think, look what the Lord has done? This a song that me and my son listen to all the time. It's called Miracle. And the refrain says, look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. And it's talking about miracles. And it's talking about what if these things weren't as they are. Like, what if the sun didn't shine? You know, what would be the point of having the sun? You know, have you ever just stopped and looked at the sun or looked at the sky and said, look what the Lord has done? Because nobody else could create something such as that. So what are we thinking about? What's on our mind? And so further down in, in Colossians, it, it goes a little deeper in, in that. It says, let the peace of Christ, the inner calm, of the one who walks daily with him. Get that. Let the peace of Christ, the intercom of the one who walks with him daily. Now, are you walking with him daily? Because he said you can have that peace. And the intercom, and, and the intercom is that anxiety that we feel. It, 
you know, because most anxiety you don't see on the outside. You feel it on the inside. Your body's shaking. Your hands are shaking. You, you feel it. It's, a, it's, like, it's like a literal, yes, a literal storm with inside yourself. It said the inner peace, the inner peace. <laughs> Let the peace of Christ, the inner peace of the one who walks daily with him. So that means you got to be walking with God daily. How do we walk with him? We read his word. We pray. We relationship with him. We turn the TV off and we spend time with him. We tell our friends, no, I can't go tonight. I'm spending time with God. He becomes the priority. First thing you do in the morning is not, oh, Lord, no. It's thank you, Jesus. I'm awake. I'm alive. I can breathe. I have another opportunity to get it right with you. Yes, in Amplified. And it goes on to say, uh, let that be the controlling factor in your heart, meaning mind, deciding and settling questions that arise to, to this peace. Indeed, you were called as members in one body of believers and be thankful to God always. All right. It said, let the peace be the controlling factor of your heart. The peace of Christ. The peace of God. Be the controlling factor of your mind. Now, how do we let that, how do, how do we do that? He has to be our if we're thinking about God and we know how powerful our God is and we focus on him, God, you got this. It's the controlling factor of my life. I can keep on going. I don't care what I walk into. God, you got me. You ain't going to let me fall. We have to allow the peace of Christ to control our thoughts. And then 16 says, let the spoken word of Christ have its home within you, dwelling in your heart, meaning mine, and permeating every aspect of your being as you teach spiritual things and admonish and train one another with wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thanksgiving in your hearts to God. Now, that's a mouthful. <laughs> yes, sing a new song. Yes. But I want to go back to the word permeating. Do you know what it means for something to permeate? All right, if you think of cancer, when cancer spreads, it takes over. So it, it invades, it, it takes over, it just goes, it goes everywhere, it spreads. That's what it means to permeate. Now, it said, let the word dwell within you, in your mind, in your heart, and permeate. That means spread, take over, cover every inch of you, every part of you. Now, how, do the, how will the word permeate or take over if you don't read it? 
how can the word take over your whole being? Because that's what it says. The word should cover every part of you. Every part of you. How can it do that if you never touch it? You only touch it on Sundays, sometimes Wednesdays. How, how, can, it, how can it overtake you? Because that's what it means. This is the only thing that we should allow to overtake us. The word of God. And then it, it tells us to, to allow it to take over every aspect of us, every part of our being, so that we can teach spiritual things. So that we can train one another. And we can sing and praise God. Because why? Because we know he got us. So we want to let the inner peace, that inner calm, dwell within us daily. We got to keep our minds focused on God. You know, can we honestly say that we allow the peace of God to be the controlling factor of our minds? I know for myself, I struggle. I'm be real. It's hard sometimes. But I, I, I'm a fighter, so I'm like, okay, you know, get, get, your, get your thoughts right. Get your mind right. Refocus. Okay, God. You know, God has to be the controlling factor of our minds, our thoughts. Um, and if we allow that, we wouldn't be concerned about the things around us. But then it, it goes on to say that the word of Christ, let the word of Christ have its home within you, dwelling in your hearts and mind and permeating every aspect of our being. And we, we got to allow the word to take over. But we got to know the word first. In order to speak the word, in order to allow it to take over, we got to know it first. We got to act on it. Um, remember, the brain is the control center of our body. So what happens when we allow the word to control our minds, our brains, every part of us would be aligned with God. Think about it. The brain controls everything. So if our minds are focused on God all the time, we will always be in alignment with God. <laughs> Remember, the word says, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. That means God wants us to think like him. He wants our thoughts to be like his thoughts. He wants us to respond the way he responds. He wants us to love like he loves. He wants us to give like he gives. That's what he wants from us. That's what he wants. But it all starts with the mind. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Let my mind be your mind. Now, what in the world would that look like if we had the mind of Jesus? He got all the power. He can do anything. We would be walking around like some bad man pajamas because I got the mind of Christ, and I know I ain't got to worry about nothing. 
because God is in control. Think about Jesus, how he walked in such power. He was persecuted for, for something that he ain't had nothing to do with. I come in, I'm just doing my job. I'm just doing what my father sent me here to do. And y'all want to get rid of me. <laughs> but his mind stayed on God. He stayed focused on his purpose, what God sent him to do. Everything begins with a thought. What are you thinking about? What's on your mind? What has your focus? What are you planning and conceiving? 1 Corinthians 14 and 20 in NIV says, Brothers and sisters, stop thinking like children. In regards to evil, be infants. But in your thinking, be adults. Grow up. <laughs> in other words, stop thinking like children. Stop having these baby thoughts. Grow up in your thinking. And in the Message Bible, it says, to be perfectly frank, I'm getting exacerbated with your infantile thinking. <laughs> in other words, God is saying, I'm so tired of the way y'all think. <laughs> he said, I'm getting exacerbated. You ever been exacerbated? He's around you and you just like oh, I wish you would stop talking <laughs> this is what this is what he said he said to be perfectly frank I am getting exacerbated with your infantile thinking how long before you grow up and use your head your adult head like he's going off it's all right to have a childlike unfamiliarity to evil, meaning you don't know nothing about that. But we know too much about that. <laughs> we know too much. He's like, it's okay to have that childlike mind when it comes to evil stuff, because I don't, I don't want you to know about evil stuff. You weren't supposed to know about it to begin with Adam and Eve. <laughs> but He's like, I'm tired, y'all. Grow up. Grow up in your thinking. You know, only mature and well-exercised intelligence can save you from falling into gullibility. That's what it goes on to say. Meaning, you know, when you think like an adult, you respond like an adult. Remember, when I was a child, I thought as a child, I responded as a child, noticed, thought, then responded. Behavior. You thought it first, then you acted on it. But now that I have grown, I've put away my childish thinks. That means my childish thinking. So God wants us to have more a more mature thought process. We need to think in a more mature way and make more mature choices. Basically, what, is, what he is saying is we say yes to a lot of things because we choose to be immature in our thinking. 
we fall into gullible situations because we are immature in our thinking. When you are adult in your thinking, you take responsibility for your actions. Because what you choose to do, you thought about it first. Think about Think about it. When you uh, have children and they do something wrong, what's the first thing they say? Why did you do that? I don't know. How many times as an adult have you said that? Now, girl, why you do that? I don't know, girl. Yeah, you know. You thought about it first. Think about that. That's infantile. That's childlike. That's a little kid saying, I don't know, mama. I don't know why I did that. But you thought about it and you acted on it you did it so you know why you did it it was a choice the whole time that's the whole point of the scripture be more mature if you won't act on it take responsibility for your actions but next time don't do it because you know you shouldn't have done it in the first place we have to be more mature in our thought process which will make us more mature in our actions. We have to be more conscious of what we're thinking about. We have to also hold ourselves accountable for the actions after our thoughts. The Lord tells us what to think about. In Philippians 4, 8 through 9, it says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, Whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent and praiseworthy, think about such things. He just told us what to think about. He just told us everything to think about. Whatever is true, is the news always true? Is Facebook always true? Whatever is lovely, whatever is noble, is your friend always noble? Are they always loyal? Why you always go to them for advice instead of the word? (laughs) Whatever is right, was that choice that you made right? Because you thought about it first. Whatever is pure, whatever is admirable, If anything is excellent and praiseworthy, think about such things. Not not praiseworthy of what we think, but praiseworthy of what he thinks. And verse 9 says, Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. Now get your mind right first. Get your thoughts right first. And then once you do that, and you've learned from me, you've received from me, you put it into practice. You do it. And then you'll have peace. Why? Why? Because you're doing what I told you to do. Because I am God. The scripture is telling us to what we should think about. If we think about these things and put them into practice, the God of peace will be with us. 
What does that mean for us? If the God of peace is with us, we can have peace because we don't have to be concerned about anything. We can think and we can have joy. We can have love. We can have peace. We can have whatever it is that we need because he is with us. But we have to change our thought process, which takes me to my final scripture. And I'm over time. Yeah, I'm always over time. And do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually. There, there's that word, mature as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values, there it is again, focusing on God, and ethical attitudes so that you may prove yourself. You ain't proving it to nobody else. You're proving it to yourself what the will of God that is which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. We change in our thought process so that we can prove to ourselves that we can do it. How deep is that? People walking around here trying to prove stuff to other people. God is saying, you got to prove this to you. <laughs> Until you prove it to yourself, why are you worried about proving it to somebody else? There can no longer, we can no longer think like the world. We can't think like the world. We must grow up. We have to think maturely. We must renew our minds. And, and again, it repeats, focus on God, godly values, ethical attitudes, so that we may prove to ourselves. And, and proving to ourselves, think about that. We have to evaluate us. We got to prove it to ourselves that God has a perfect plan for us. No matter what it looks like, his plan is perfect. The problem is us. His plan is perfect. We won't focus on him, though. And we wonder why we end up in a ditch over here and he got to get us out. His plan for us is perfect. But we won't get off our phone and, and get off Facebook, which making us uh, have anxiety and get angry about what people are saying. But we should be in the word of God and keeping that peace of God. His plan is perfect for us. But our plans say, I want to do what I want to do, God. We got to change our mind, y'all. We got to change our mind. Think about it. He has a plan, which means he thought about us first. Because what does it mean to think, planning, and conceiving? He had a plan for us, y'all. So we must think about what we're thinking about. And if it's not the things of God, we must change that. If we want the peace of God, the joy of God, the love of God, the power of God, we must think like God. How do we know what God thinks? We got to read the word.